Happy Resurrection Sunday, everybody. Welcome back to our seventh episode. Yes, our seventh episode. Sorry, uh, we missed you guys last week. Um, I befell a, a sickness <laughs> fell on me. <laughs> Again. An evil sickness. And I had a bad fever for a couple of days and I was just too out of it to do the podcast. And um, But we're back and... What a better time to be back and to share a message with you guys than Resurrection Sunday, Easter, as most of you know it. <laughs> um, I don't really like the term Easter that much because uh, it just it's a pagan god, comes from a pagan holiday, the name Easter. And, and all the bunnies yeah, and I don't, eggs all the, and all that. Yeah, uh, I don't know why that became the focal point, but... As you guys know, it's about Jesus, it's about the resurrection, it's about us having the Holy Spirit, it's the whole reason he resurrected. So, this episode, um, we're going to be talking a little bit about the resurrection story, um, and I'm going to be sharing a story of a martyr. Um, For those of you who don't know, that's just someone who goes through punishment or persecution uh, because of being a follower of Christ. And then we're obviously going to have our quotes of the week. And yeah, and then we'll end it. Um, today's going to be a little bit of a short episode because we got to get back down and have lunch with Katya's family mm-hmm. after this. Um, Day of celebration. Yes, but we took this time away to record this for you guys. So without further ado, let's get to the show. You're listening to The Overflow Show, the podcast that follows our lives as a young married couple who love Jesus. We are Caleb and Katia Cox, and our goal is to inspire people like you to dream big, know God, and never settle for less. We hope you enjoy the show. What's happening, my Jesus lovers, my... (laughs) fellow youth and old and young people who are listening as well. I hope y'all are having a wonderful day. Um, So I guess I just wanted to start out by talking a little bit about what Katya's older sister Annalise talked about. Um, This morning was really nice because we had worship and um, a lot of worship from each Mm -hmm. kid in Katya's family and then Annalise, Katya's older sister, shared a message from John 15, I believe, about Jesus' resurrection, um, and it was really good. It was powerful. And then I got to pray over the family, just um, pray over heal- for healing overall, everyone, because sickness, all- Katya's whole family got sick last week mm-hmm. at the same time I did, and so I was just praying over everyone just a corporate prayer and it was really nice and holy spirit was sweet so yeah uh but annalise was talking just about jesus's resurrection and uh the messages that he preached before resurrection with the disciples yeah the words that he said to the disciples before everything went down yeah and i wanted to highlight a couple things um one thing being that Jesus knew that Judas and Peter were going to betray him, 
and he knew that the disciples didn't quite grasp what he was talking about when he was saying he would be uh, killed, crucified, but he would be raised in three days, and it was all kind of going over their head, and then when Peter finally understood what he was saying, he tried to rebuke Jesus, and Jesus was like, get behind me, Satan, for you're filled with the thoughts of man and not the thoughts of God. So uh, Jesus had a right, basically, or he could have, in our minds, maybe been upset because the people who were closest to him, um, he knew a couple were going to betray him and that they would all be in fear when he told them that he was coming back. They wouldn't believe or understand. Um, But instead of being entitled to that, uh, maybe being bitter towards them during the Last Supper or acting like maybe we would and just being kind of short with them because he knows they're going to betray them. But that night they're saying they'll die for him and all that. And so Jesus didn't use that right, exercise the right to be um, upset with the disciples. He just loved on them and spoke over them prophetically. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he washed their feet, which only the servants did. Y'all know that. It's just beautiful. So if Jesus didn't have a right to be entitled, then why should we have a right? You know, the people closest to us, when they're like, we feel like, they're just gonna like go back on their word or whatever and then we're just like think that's a gives us a right to be rude or whatever with them uh jesus didn't think like that so we should align our perspective with the world uh, or not with the world (laughs) we should align our perspective with jesus and not just take what the world says is normal um and another thing that I think is overlooked about the resurrection story is when Jesus visits the disciples after he's resurrected, he finds them in a locked room and he walks through the wall and they're all huddled up in fear of the Romans because they're like traitors to the government, basically. They're um, a rebellion in the eyes of the government, maybe. But so Jesus is like, peace be with, like peace upon you guys because he knows how fearful they are and so once he speaks that over them and they might calm down a little then what arises in their hearts is like oh my gosh they realize how guilty they are of betraying Jesus and like being in fear when he commanded them not to fear and and they didn't believe and so now they're faced with resurrected Jesus and then all their unbelief rises up and then they're like guilty in their own minds condemnation probably rose up in their hearts and and so Jesus that's why he said it again he said be, peace be upon you because um he they were probably filled with condemnation once they realized that it was actually him um and then he showed them his scars in his side and all that And then it says that he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And that's really awesome because, and he said, as the Father sent me, so I send you. So he was making them one and then he breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit right there, the disciples. I just think that's amazing. And um, that moment is kind of like why he was crucified, why he resurrected so that he could do that to the disciples so he could give them peace and the second piece, which would be right standing with God, and then the commission that as the Father sent him, so he sends them, and then for them to receive Holy Spirit. 
So that's what the resurrection is about. Those three things. Um, yeah. Peace in our hearts and then peace with God and then receiving the Holy Spirit. And then that's like the pinnacle of why Jesus did what he did. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. So that and then we shall move on to the quote of the week. Katya, okay. what is your quote? My quote is a, a note that I found in, well, I didn't find it. It's on my to-do list that I have in my notes app on my phone. And I didn't quote anyone specifically, but I'm pretty sure that I was taking notes when I was listening to Dan Moeller preaching. So the quote is, trials don't question or challenge faith. Because when faith is settled, we have the power to face trials. Mm. And in that, I think that a lot of people are like, when they're going through hard times, they're like, this is really testing me, like challenging me, like, I'm not sure if I'm doing the right thing. Or like, I don't know, like they feel like they could like fall away at any moment or they're not as close with God as they should be. But the Bible says, let me find it. The Bible says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. The testing of your faith produces endurance, not it doesn't produce like a challenge challenge to your faith. Mm-hmm. It produces endurance in your faith. And endurance within like when you're running a race, which we are running a race, running the race, it talks about in Hebrew 12... Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. And endurance is having stamina, growing in stamina through physical, physically demanding, spiritually demanding situations. It's growing in endurance to run the race that's set before us. Mm-hmm. So trials, they, they should bring out the best in you. It gives you an opportunity to stand and show your faith is for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, what you're saying about that reminds me of a verse I read in my, when I was having a, my devotion in the morning with God. Um, James one thirteen, and it says, so like a lot of people when they go through trials like what Katya is talking about, they think that it's a test from God, but they feel like they could like miss it at any moment. And um, it says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. And so a lot of people think like, oh, this is a test from God. And even about crazy stuff like, like if your family member gets sick and you think that's like a test from God, to like see your response or if you get sick and you're like this is god testing me to see how i'll respond to see if i still like if i just care about him more than all whatever like that doesn't make sense at all because god wouldn't tempt he doesn't tempt he cannot tempt um he doesn't tempt anyone is what the bible says and he doesn't like that came from sin it came from the enemy uh he will use those things for his glory because he turns all things for good for the for those who love him so like if your response is out of love and out of uh not out of fear 
then yeah, God will use it for his glory and it'll be better than maybe if it didn't happen because of your response, but not, but it's dependent on really your love for him and your response. Mm -hmm. If we respond in fear, uh, it's hard for God to bring any glory to that because it doesn't reflect him in any way. So it is hinging on our response, whether God gets the glory for stuff like that or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's really good. So, so what's your quote uh, again? My faith is trials don't question or challenge faith because when faith is settled, we have the power to face trials. And the verse that I shared was James 1, 2, the one about considering oh, yeah. trials. Same chapter. Oh, wow. Yeah, mine is James 1, 13. Yeah, considering um, dry, trials as joy, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And so my quote is um, a quote from Pastor Dan Moeller. Um, and it's, there are no bad days in Christ, only opportunities to shine. And I think that that is a really good quote. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's uh, like almost counterintuitive because if you're just thinking about it through like whatever random perspective that the world might have is like there's always a right to have a bad day or there's always a right to be down and you're supposed to defend your right to to take to heart whatever bad things going on and if someone says like that you could you have no excuse to have a bad day that's like whoa that's offensive cuz you're like they don't know what you've been through and you're like holding on to whatever that is that's giving you a right to have a bad day and it's not Jesus. Um, so yeah, there's no bad days in Christ, only opportunities to shine. goes hand in hand with what Katya is saying. Uh, her quote talking about trials produce perseverance is because if there's no bad days but there's still a lot of trials, then the opportunity to shine is the fact that you could grow in endurance if you choose to shine, if mm -hmm. you choose to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. So that's really encouraging, and it's amazing, and it's something that you can, uh, your mind might not agree with every day, but you just be in faith and choose to believe that there are no bad days in Christ, and there's no excuse to be less than joyful, less than what he created you to be. Because you can be sad about something and it not have any right to steal your joy and it not have any place to get put bitterness in your heart or for you to be angry towards people in any way. Because people say, well, Jesus got angry, but his anger never put people in a place that was less than how God saw them. It never caused him to see people differently in a negative way. His anger was only anger towards the enemy and principalities and sin uh, it was not towards people. He didn't get frustrated with people, whether it looks like it or not. He got frustrated with the things they believed and the lies that had held them captive and kept them from the glory that he saw they were capable of stepping into. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. You want to share uh, the story? Yeah. So, as I said, I wanted to share a story from a book called Jesus Freaks by the ministry Voice of the Martyrs. And this story is called The Jubilant Dance for Jesus. 
um, Russian captain in Romania in the 1940s. This is communist uh, Russia in Romania, and there was insane persecution towards Christians and people locked in dungeon, locked in prisons underground, and locked in put in tiny holes in the ground for years, literally with no light. Like crazy persecution towards Christians in Romania. Um, but this is a Russian captain in Romania. So I'm just going to read this clip, this little excerpt from the whole story. Um, it says, When I was still living behind the Iron Curtain, I had met a Russian captain. He loved God, he longed after God, but he had never seen a Bible. He had never attended religious services. He had no religious education, but he loved God without the slightest knowledge of him. I read to him the Sermon on the Mount and the parables of Jesus. After hearing them, he danced around the room in rapturous joy, proclaiming, What a wonderful beauty! How could I live without knowing this Christ? It was the first time that I saw someone jubilating in Christ. When I made a mistake, I read to him, Then I made a mistake. I read to him the Passion and the Crucifixion of Christ, Without having prepared him for this, he had not expected it. When he heard how Christ was beaten, how he was crucified, and that in the end he died, he fell in an armchair and began to weep bitterly. He had believed in a Savior, and now his Savior was dead. I looked at him and was ashamed that I had called myself a Christian and a pastor, a teacher of others. I had never shared the sufferings of Christ as this Russian officer now shared them. Looking at him was for me like seeing Mary Magdalene weeping at the foot of the cross or at the empty tomb. Then I read to him the story of the resurrection. When he heard this wonderful news that the Savior arose from the tomb, he slapped his knees and shouted for joy. He's alive! He's alive! Again he danced around the room, overwhelmed with happiness. I said to him, let us pray. He fell on his knees together with me. He did not know our holy phrases. His words of prayer were, Oh God, what a fine chap you are. If I were you and you were me, I would never have forgiven you your sins. But you are really a very nice chap. I love you with all my heart. I think that all the angels in heaven stopped what they were doing to listen to the, this sublime prayer from this Russian officer. When this man received Christ, he knew that he would immediately lose his position as an officer. That prison and perhaps death in jail would almost surely follow. He gladly paid the price. He was ready to lose everything. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9. Wow. <laughs> wow. I got chills like the whole time I was reading that. Jesus is a very nice chap. <laughs> yeah, he had no like language other than just what he knew. And he just gave his life to Jesus so willingly. And that's crazy. It said he loved God before he had even heard anything, read the Bible. He just loved God like he knew God had to be real. So I don't have any more words really for that story. I'll just let it be what it is. And 
I think that that concludes today's podcast. I think so, too. Um, Packed full. Yeah. (laughs) We love you guys. We hope that you got a lot of just joy and encouragement from today's podcast. And we hope you really enjoy your Easter Sunday, your Resurrection Sunday. Celebrate with family. We miss you, people. We don't get to see around because of quarantine. Yeah, but it's nice to share this with you guys every week. Yep. All right. Well, y'all have a wonderful day, and we will see you next week. I'm your host, Caleb Cox. And I'm your hostess, Katya Cox. And this was The Overflow Show. Yeah. Signing off. (laughs) Mm-hmm.